50 million of us live with chronic pain. That's one out of five Americans. And it takes over our entire lives. And if you suffer from chronic pain, you need to listen to this today because we'll be talking about procedures and treatment options that can help you. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stroloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. I am so pleased to welcome pain management specialist, Dr. Dipti Mangla. She's triple board certified anesthesiologist. She's fellowship trained in interventional pain from Cleveland Clinic and is owner and medical director of Mainland Pain Management in Limwood, New Jersey. Hello, Dr. Mangla. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I know that you are really passionate about what you do. Talk to me a little bit about how you got into pain management. I was practicing in India, decided to move to U.S., just wanted to do more. And then I was practicing anesthesia for years here in U.S. in a private practice scenario. And then I realized we were not doing justice with pain patients. Many times they come for surgeries. They are living with pain and they are afraid of pain. And then they get surgery and sometimes they end up with more pain. And I realized over and over every single day that we were not doing well with those patients. We could help them more. I even simple pain from nerve blocks to procedures to what physiological changes happen, how people give up living life with because of pain. I wanted to do better as a physician with those patients. So I decided to go and learn from the best. I went to Cleveland Clinic to learn from the best so that I can be helping my own patients. And you recently opened your own practice. And many times when people hear about pain management, they think of opioids. And we know the opioid crisis is out of control in this country. And people are often afraid. They're afraid. They don't want to get addicted. And you use a very limited amount of opioids in your practice. That's not really your focus, is it? Yes. No, I I actually tell my patients, if I want you to be on opioids, it is difficult to, once you're on opioids, it's difficult to get off opioids. I do not necessarily talk about it at as an addiction or depend abuse form, but dependence. It's like the same mm-hmm. way you are dependent on your coffee and tea every morning, you become dependent. So now we have 30, 40 year old patients, you start them on something like an opioid, which is known for its abuse potential, which is known for causing dependence. And now with the recent, most recent studies, I've seen that the life expectancy is up to 95 years. With a medication that you know you're going to go all the way up, all you can do is increase the dosing. Where are we going with these medications? Also, I it's not giving the dignity back to a pain patient, living back with dignity where nobody calls you an addict, nobody says you are pill dependent. That is a goal in itself. I have had patients who come in and they say, I went to the hospital, I went to the ER, I went to my relatives think that I am dependent. And yes, it is a problem, but I never have taken it without my doctor's prescription. But now everybody looks at me as if like I am a criminal. I try to give that, that that is exactly what I'm trying to avoid in my patients. I want you to live with dignity just because you have a medical problem doesn't mean somebody has to give you medications and just being dependent. You don't don't only become dependent to your opioids, but to 
your provider who's giving you medications. Now you are going every month. I'm trying to not tie all my patients to my head. That's say, very... okay, you live your life. You go for your vacation. You mm-hmm. go for your kid's wedding. You take part in your grandkids' graduation. You go for that party. I'll take care of the pain. That's a promise to you. And that's try my thought process in while I'm treating pain. That is a unique philosophy in pain management. And talk to us about some of the patients you see and what kind of pain they suffer with. I, I see from a variety of pain problems, from anything from headaches to face pain, facial pain to neck pain, spine pain. Any interventional pain management doc can tell you their 80% of practice is spine pain. Maybe it is neck pain, maybe it is back pain, maybe it's pain shooting down your arms and legs. But many times I specialize even further where I do a lot of peripheral nerve blocks. You have peripheral neuropathy. Some patients are diabetics dealing with pain for a long, long time. I can help them with my own procedures. I do a lot of other pelvic pain where you are you go to a urolo- urologist, you go to gynecologist, you go to surgeons, everybody's like, oh, you, we don't see a problem. We don't see what is going on. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, this is minor, but this is not my problem. But that's where I come in and I try to figure out what is the best way or best modality to treat a patient with pain. Let's talk about pain from different, I guess, body parts. When you have somebody who has you know, chronic headaches or pain in their face. I mean, that's just got to be so difficult to live with something like that. What do you do for them? What treat, what, what they have, people will actually go from one doctor to the next trying to get some help. It starts with the primary care, the journey, and then it goes to the ENT specialist. Then they have gone to oral surgeons. They, and many, I kid you not, many patients will come in and say, oh, it's my TMJ, not knowing it can be a neuralgia, I do from anywhere from nerve blocks to Botox injections to muscle shots to sometimes I will recommend therapies like physical therapy, acupunctures, acupressures for alleviating such kind of pains. So depending on what you come in with, first and foremost is what is the problem that is causing you pain? Some people have chronic headaches. Some people will have neck neck causing you issues. And then what? Depending on what your problem is, it could mean a nerve block, it could mean Botox injections, it could mean therapy. Not every single patient needs a needle. I, that's my first first line. Many of the, my patients can recall. I went to her. There were two things that she said commonly. You are not my walking needle list. Yes, I do a 200 procedures just because you walk in my office, it's not that, okay, I'm going to inject your eye, then ne- ear, then nose, then face, then neck, then leg, then back. That's not my philosophy either. I partner with my patients and try to figure out what they bring in, how comfortable they are. And then when, and we always, always make a plan with the patient, what comfort, what their limitations are, and then we make a plan for them. Back pain is the most common pain. So many people suffer with it. And not everybody needs, you know, interventional treatment. Sometimes it resolves on its own, physical therapy, stretching. But when it gets to be chronic, when people are living with this, it affects their work, it affects their family life, just affects everything they do. Their 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 joy and pleasure is drained from them in their lives because they're always suffering with pain. Tell us about some of the treatment options. 
Okay. So for back pain, most common problem for back is disc-related issues. 90% of the people will say, I have a dis- degenerative disc disease. So inject could be the treatments could be from anywhere from epidural steroid injections to nerve blocks to radiofrequency ablations. Sometimes if it is a fracture that is causing your pain and we can fix those fractures with kyphoplasty. All right. Well, let's explain. uh, Let's talk about some of those. What exactly is kyphoplasty? Because you've been recognized as having the best kyphoplasty in the area. So, yeah. So for kyphoplasty is basically putting cement in the spine when you have a fracture. Most, Most common cause of spine fracture is osteoporosis. That means as you grow older, especially in women above 60, you are at risk for thinning of the bone. And it can lead to, if it is thin enough, you can lead, it can lead to fractures. Doctors or their primary care for, if you're above 60 and if you have osteoporosis, I highly recommend to be on some kind of treatment for it. But when I do a kyphoplasty, what I'm doing is, it's first of all, it's the same day, couple of things. It's the same day procedure. You come from home, you go home. Most people walk in pain, forget this procedure done and walk out of pain. They Literally, I have had patients who would come in and say, Dr. Mangla, I didn't even know. One guy, the best result I have seen is in a guy who said, I thought I was in heaven. And I said, why? He said, I thought I did not make it with the procedure. And I said, why? Because I was totally confused. He goes, for the first time in months, my back didn't bother me. I couldn't, first thing, I couldn't feel pain in the back. So I thought I was dead because that's the only way to get rid of that pain. I was like, no, you got the procedure and it went perfect. And, and you you're were still alive. <laughs> yeah, and he's still alive talking to me. That is a, I, I know I am not dead still. So. You are talking to me and then we get this done. So, but that's the, and then you put, and it is minimally invasive. There are no sutures involved. There is, I put a needle in, in the spine. Of course, it is always under x-ray guidance. We have two different types of x-ray machines in the room while I'm doing. We have team of expert radiation technologists, nurses who help me with the procedure and anesthesia team. And then I go with the needle, make sure that I'm in the right spot with the x-ray, then put a balloon in, make sure the cement goes in the right spot, fix it, and you're done. Actually, you can forget about that you had a spine fracture. It's done to an extent that you really can forget about that you had a spine fracture. Is there any limitation in movement afterward? No, actually, I encourage every single patient for my procedures that please, please live your life as it is. Of course, you can't. I have had patients who had procedures, they felt better and they mulched their own yard or they were doing big time lifting weights. Somebody drove like 40 hours on a stretch after my procedure. I don't recommend doing extremes. Yes, you feel like good, but you don't need to go that extreme. But regular activities, walking, lifting, little bit less than five pounds, driving, everything is okay, except for the day of surgery, because you will have anesthesia. But the rest of the time, you should be okay to do anything and everything. 
that sounds like a miracle for a lot of people who suffer. Oh, yes. If you have a spine fracture, 100%, that is the, I usually will say that fix the fracture first, then do anything because if it is a fracture causing it, it's done. What about radiofrequency ablation? What is that? I, this is my, actually my, kyphoplasty is my first favorite procedure personally because of the results. And the second favorite is radiofrequency ablation. People who have arthritis-related pain are candidates for it. Usually, sometimes people, even with degenerative disc disease, if it is coming from the joints rubbing on each other, they are also a candidate for this radiofrequency ablation. Basically, what I'm trying to do is targeting the nerves of the small joints in the back. You know how the aches and pains are. You get up in the morning, Dr. Mangla. I have had a lot of patients who come in and say, Dr. Mangla, I hurt in the morning. I, it's like I feel stiff. I hurt in the morning. Getting out in the out of bed is a problem. So I go, let's let's see if it is coming from your joints. And then if I do some tests, and then if I think it's coming from the joints, you basically it's with needles again, minimally in day, though no, no downtime. And you just heat up the nerves that are causing the pain. And actually, once you are done with the radiofrequency ablation, you are good for two to three years. So imagine living pain, living with pain every single day of your life, not dropping your kids, not being able to cook, not being able to do anything socially, and being able to be pain-free for two to three years and that forget is that amazing. you have a bad and is bad that, that and when you say joints, what joints does that affect? You're talking about primarily most in the back? Of, most or? of the time, it's a neck and the back. Neck, if you neck have and back. small joints in the neck and small joints in the back. Radiofrequency ablation can be done for other joints and other nerves too. However, I have a better and a newer technology called cryoablation. In radiofrequency ablation, you are heating using the heat waves to stun the nerves. In cryoablation, you know how the cold helps with pain. Every time you are hurting, you want to put an ice pack and ice, you get yeah. the pain. So the same principle that you use that ice pack, but in a form of condensed form of a needle, and then you just take care of the pain. That actually works great for smaller joints and peripheral nerves. If you have a pain, a lot of patients would come in, doctor, I have a peripheral neuropathy. I injured my hand. I was, in, I'm a, I was a mechanic, injured my hand, injured my arm, or I fell from somewhere and my foot has been hurting since and there is a nerve injury there. I can totally help them pay those patients with cryoablations. Talk to me about knee pain. That's very common in people. Yes. What do you do for that? Okay, knee pain can be because of the joints, can be because of the, you know, you have like, you have patients who will say, it's normal wear and tear down. I'm 70, I'm getting older, my knee hurts. That's arthritis. So you can start for arthritic pain, you can start with, I totally say that first thing you want to do is if it is a steroid that helps you, just take a steroid shot. If it is good for six to eight months to an year, we don't have to think about it. It's one year injection. Honestly, you take your blood pressure medications every day. You take your diabetic medications every day. Whereas these injections, if you're good, and you can function for an year or two with one steroid injection, then I keep it as simple as steroid injections. 
Otherwise, you can do something called gel shots, which are more of making the grease around the knee. It's not only for insurances, most insurances cover your knee joint, having a chicken shot, which is also called Halagan or Sinwear. Yeah. I think a lot of people are familiar with that. Yes. There are different formulations, last different times. Yes. Most people are radiofrequent ablations of herbs, like which is also for same exact treatment that you can get for your back. You can also get for your knees. And that are small joints in the knee joints as well. And that can help you with the pain. And then there is something, of course, cryoablation where before surgery, after surgery, some people are left with pain. Say you had surgery. Now everything is perfect. Your joint looks perfect. You have beautiful looking knees, but you still hurt. And then you are, everybody is stumped. Like what happened? It is perfect knee. You had a good surgery. Sometimes those people can be, because it could be a nerve injury. It could be muscle injury. And I can help with the muscle shots or nerve shots for those patients. That's interesting. So I've had, I've had knee pain for many, many years playing tennis. So I may have to come see you. (laughs) I think cryoblation would be perfect for you. Yeah. I would like to give that a try because like, you know, just like everyone else, I would like to avoid surgery. I really don't want a knee replacement. I mean, who does? Nobody says, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to wake up today and get it. So joint replaced. No, nobody wants to go through that if you can help it. So if mm-hmm. there's other options and you can still function normally after you get those options, you know, it's it's something to think about. So, you yes. know, I'll put that in the back of my head. So let's talk a little further about some other um, body areas. You, you see people with pelvic and stomach pain and you can help them with that. Yes. So pelvic and stomach, because there are a lot of, or it all depends on what the part is. I have had many times, usually most pain management docs do not do a lot for the pain in the stomach and pelvic. I, because of anesthesia background and with, I worked with a lot of pelvic pain expert docs. So I, I do a lot of nerve blocks joint injections and muscle shots for those as well there are some things that are called like sympathetic blocks basically what your all the viscera all the stomach organs are supplied the pain fibers the pain fibers for say your stomach your gut your intestines your gallbladder your pancreas goes through the something called the sympathetic plexus you can actually block those nerves at those levels and cause take care of the pain. Also, if it is like a post-op surgery, surgical pain, when sometimes if you had muscles will hurt as well. So you have specific nerve blocks for those things. Along with that, you can do, I've seen a lot of patients with neuralgia of some kind, especially patients who have pyodarnia repairs because it's a superficial the meshes are placed in superficial fields. It's The nerves are small and they can be irritated from that. I do a lot of nerve blocks and ablations for those as well. And for females, of course, there is pelvic pain from childbirth, from sometimes just the age when you have, say, vaginal or erectile prolapse, though they are surgical problems, but sometimes there is residual pain with that. 
depending on what nerve or muscle is the problem, I would recommend treatments for it. And I would treat those patients. And then something I found interesting that you do is a spinal cord stimulator or peripheral nerve stimulator. That is really something I'm really not very familiar with. Talk to me a little about that. Okay. So spinal cord stimulators, stimulators are basically kind of pacemakers for your nerves. So you can put a pacemaker in the spinal cord. I It's like spinal cord acts as a gate to, to sh- for pain fibers. The pain fibers from your leg are go to the spinal cord and brain sends signals to the spinal cord saying there is no pain. That's once you are in a chronic pain, pain realm, brain, brain tries to protect, says no, there is no pain. You can function. But Sometimes that signals also go, or even you are anxious, you're depressed, you are, you have too much going on. So with this, in the spinal cord stimulator, you, it is always also through the, you don't have to, it's a surgery, it is a two-part procedure, but you don't have to be, it's not a big spine surgery where you open the spine and you're fixing everything, trying to go around the nerves. Basically, the epidural is that you go. I actually, first part of the spinal cord stimulator, I compare it to the epidural you had for your babies. The cap, the electrode that we put in is as thin as the same catheter and we leave it in. Nowhere in medicine do you get a trial for anything. If you go for surgery, you know how, if you get a knee surgery, you get a knee, that's it. You get a shoulder, that's it. You get a spine surgery, that's it. One time spine surgery, the outcomes are permanent. For trials, what for any peripheral nerve stimulator or a spinal cord stimulator, I usually tell patients that you will have a trial, a period of seven to 10 days with whatever I do, it gets taken away. And you can see if it helps, then we go for the implant where there is something like a pacemaker battery that needs to be implanted. If it doesn't work, we think of something else. So this is a way I like these procedures because there is a trial phase two where you can mm-hmm. actually predict what your outcome is going to be. And you control you it with d- sort of a remote control? Yes, is that yes. What it is? And now actually it is an artificial intelligence. Even there, there are artificial intelligence batteries where you can actually see how much you can use it and it will learn your behaviors and try to keep it in a in a balance that's incredible bat- without you doing like, it it will just know without oh. you doing it it learns about your habits and then you will it will it doesn't do drastic changes but it will manipulate and it will recommend things based on your usage of this device. It's pretty neat when you do yeah. those things. And how successful is that? So it's a patient for peripheral nerve stimulator. I really love the device. And honestly, in peripheral nerve field, that's there are two options, peripheral nerve stimulator or a cryoblation. Whereas in spinal cord stimulator, there are other things. You will people mostly would have tried epidurals, spinal cord, radio frequency ablations, you have tried nerve blocks, you have tried trigger points, and then you go for st- spinal cord stem. If the patient has many times it's after the spine surgery, you don't want another some many of the patients I do these procedures, they have already had three or four surgeries. You don't want to go through another surgery and where the outcome is not great in the first two or three anyways. So 
for it it does if you select your patients pretty carefully it does work a great way i actually have very good results and if uh, if you see my reviews, you will see like many of the patients had had stimulators and how happy they have been. Oh, using, your patients love them. you. You have unbelievable reviews. And I want to just ask you about that. That must be so rewarding as a physician, as an anesthesiologist, as a pain management specialist to see people get out of pain. It is life-changing for some of those patients. I actually had patients who come in and say, 20 years, couldn't go to my daughter's house, scared of pain. And I I was like, it's unbelievable what people give up for pain. And I, I always say, I'll try. I'll try to help. We will make it. We will try. And 90% of the try, times, if you try hard enough, it works. So if they can live their life the way they want to be, it's the most rewarding thing in, in anybody's life. That's that's fantastic. That's what you do it all for, you know, to help your patients. So if someone's watching, listening, and they would like to learn more, where can they reach out to you, Dr. Mangla? They they can they can on go on my website, mainland-painmanagement.com. We are in Linwood. They can call my office as well, 609-788-3626. They can also go on my website and ask questions over there. All right. Thank you so much. Very interesting. I learned a lot today and I'm sure other other people did as well. There's a lot of options out there. Bottom line, you don't have to live with pain, right? Yes. It's 2024 and no pain. No pain. We like it. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Dipti Mangla, pain management specialist of uh, Mainland Pain Management. Thank you so much for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Hope to see you again next time. Please like and subscribe, and I'll keep you updated on my most recent episode. Until we meet again, keep living well.